email is dead. Or is it? In this episode, we're exploring how you can use email marketing for lead generation and nurturing in the modern B2B space. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I am your host, Mallory Kuhn, and today I am chatting with Sean Samanini. Hi there, Sean. How are you today? Hey, Mallory. I'm very well, thanks. Excellent. So today we're going to be talking about B2B, email, lead generation, uh, mm-hmm. all those all those basics, all that good stuff. Um, but before we really get into the meat of our topic today, um, let's kick things off with an introduction. So if we have some listeners who are newer to the show or just haven't heard any of the episodes with you on them yet, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, introduce yourself to us. What's your experience in B2B marketing? All of that. Yeah. So um, as you said, I'm Sean. I work at Lean Labs uh, as a growth marketer. Um, and I've been been honing my skills and um, experimenting with 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 lots of B two B stuff. Um, we work with mainly B two B clients, B two B SaaS clients. So we've been, you know, we've been in this industry in the weeds, uh, just trying to work this stuff out and um, you know create successful campaigns for our clients. So um, email is a big part of that, and I'm excited to dig in. Awesome. Well, yeah, so email marketing has been a staple uh, in B2B lead generation for a long time. Um, And, you know, you'll hear, I feel like every couple months, I'll see some think piece or another that's like, email's dead, email's no (laughs) longer impactful, right? Um, And I I disagree. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But like, let's talk, why is email still a valuable channel for generating leads in the B2B space today? Yeah, I, mean, I think when people say things like email are dead, it's it's probably because they're trying to sell something else that <laughs> that, that you know they think is going to work for you. So they they're like, stop doing email and start doing this. Um, so it's just one of those things. Um, but I think it's still impactful because everyone has email, right? Like, I don't know anyone that doesn't have an email address, um, especially into in the professional space, you know. Um, most professionals have have email. I'm sure there's a statistic out there that will say it's like, I don't know, 90% of people or something have, have email. Um, and it's because you, you can get massive reach. So, you know, whoever you're trying to reach, if they have an email address, you can reach them with the right email and with the right campaign. Um, it's cost effective. I mean, you know, if you're using ACRM already that has email capabilities, then it's basically free. Um, you're paying for the CRM and you have the email tool. Um, or even if you're using like something like MailChimp or um, ConvertKit and stuff like that, there's, there's plenty of those kind of email platforms out there. They're, they're usually cost effective. Sometimes they're free up to a certain amount of subscribers and stuff like that. Um, it's easy to build trust. Like if you're a good storyteller, I think email is something you should be really looking at because you can tell interesting stories. You can entertain people, educate people. Um, you know, and really kind of talk to your audience how you want to talk to them. And it's in a private place. It's not on social media. It's, you know, it's one-to-one almost if they're interested in, in, in what you have to say. Um, what else? 
it's it's easy to track and optimize. Like you can track um, certain metrics. I'm sure we'll dig into later. But it, again, if you have an email platform or a CRM, it's easy to track those things and then run tests and optimize your your email campaigns. Um, yeah, so it's just it is it is valuable, you know. Yeah, for well, all those reasons. Yeah, I think a, a big part of the reason why a lot of people will say that it's not effective is because we're you know tired of seeing all the bad emails, right? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it, it, if you're not doing it well, then mm. of course it's not effective. If you're just bombarding your entire list with very vague offers, right? Things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's true for any marketing approach. If you're doing it poorly, it won't work, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we all get spam emails. We all get like just things that we're not interested in. And sometimes I'm like, how did I get my email address? Right. Like, yeah. Which is super frustrating. And I will unsubscribe as soon as possible to those kind of things. Right. But, but yeah, like you said, you know, a lot of the time in the B2B world, you're emailing people that you have already engaged with in some way. Um, if you're doing it correctly, so right, yeah. Well, and that kind of brings me to to the next question that that I wanted to ask. Um, mm. So I know you know you you can buy lists and you can do all hmm. these different things that uh, may or may not be impactful <laughs> mm-hmm. for you. Um, but what what are some key strategies, best practices uh, for creating effective B two B email campaigns that will actually generate and or nurture mm. quality leads. Yeah. Um, so I think just remember that email is a, a part of a bigger strategy, right? It's a, it's a part of a bigger campaign. It's a tool that you use within that campaign, right? So the the rules of, you know, modern B2B marketing apply. Like you need to look at your buyer persona, know your audience, you know, who are you trying to send emails to? Why do you want to send emails to them? What do you want them to engage with? Um and then from there, you can kind of build a list, right? And you need to build a list of people that are truly interested in your content. Um, and then you provide value. So like one of the things that I have learned over the past couple of years is like you don't have to sell something in every email. Um, I mean, not when I say sell something, I mean actually trying to sell something. Like you want to engage with people and you want them to maybe click on a link that takes them to a relevant blog post or a landing page or something like that, but you don't want to be selling because that will turn people straight off, right? People want stories. So um, provide value for the people that have signed up for your for your email list. Um, that's like the, the, the biggest thing. Um, while still looking for the click, for, for the click right? Um, and then re- within the actual email itself, like best practices, like concise copy, um, experiment with bullet points. People read bullet points. Like a lot of the time there's bullet points somewhere you'll probably go straight to those. Like yeah. my eyes don't like my eyes do that. If I see bullet points, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a concise explanation here. So I'm going to go to that bullet point. Um, you want to kind of optimize for like skimming, right? So, cause people are busy if they, if they get an email and then they open it and it's just a wall know, of text. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's reading that. Right. So um, yeah, just like be concise and, convey what what you want to convey and then at the end the cta should tell them exactly what you want them to do um and that's it that's your email like i think sometimes it can be tempting to try and fit in everything in in like one email but 
you know, you don't want to do that. Like series of short emails. Um, there's a lot of kind of talk about it. should you email every day or twice a day or once a week? Like it depends on your audience and you should know who your audience are and what, what they'll find valuable, right? So it all comes down to know your audience and then build and nurture a list of people in that audience. Yeah, well, let's, you know, let's let's dive into the audience piece of the puzzle because I do think that is mm. one of the most, I mean, it's one of the most critical pieces of any marketing puzzle, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that certainly holds true for email as well. Um, what are some effective tactics that you've seen, you've used, you've learned about um, for identifying and acquiring the right contacts for your B2B email campaigns? Yeah, so again, I think it goes back to your to your um, buyer persona, right? Or, or, you know, maybe some people call it idle customer profile. Um, the content that you're putting out in the B2B world, because a lot of stuff is like organic content paid and paid ads, right? Those are the kind of two big, that's called the, the big things that you can do. Um, the content that you put out should attract that that ICP, right? Um, and so they'll, they'll click on CTAs that are in your blogs. They'll sign up to your email list. They'll, you know, uh, click on an offer that, that you might have gated that, and then you'll get their email that way. Every time someone gives you their email address, they're kind of giving you permission to, to talk to them, right? Maybe it's only to get the offer and then they'll unsubscribe, but the chances are that they actually don't mind that you're going to contact them. Um, because you're giving them something valuable off the bat. Um, so yeah, so they're putting their hands up to be to, to be contacted, um, and then you then you want to start things like lead scoring and like filtering. So like, let's say you've got um, let's say your idle contact is a C-suite level executive. Um, they run a seven-figure company and they've got a team of like fifteen people. That's your ideal. They score like a hundred, right? Um, and then you can kind of like, then you can filter out from there. So you can start asking them questions about themselves. So self, self-identify, um, and then how they score against your ideal, like profile determines that the, the, the lead category they'll fall into, um, or it disqualifies them. And then you don't need to talk to that person. You can take them off your list. Um, and again, that goes into building a list, right? Um, yeah, there's other there's other ways like that we've not really done much of yet, but I know some people like to do um, con- like contact the people on LinkedIn. That's another very viable option, like contacting your ICP on LinkedIn and saying, you know, join our join our newsletter. Um, and you can get a, e- email addresses that way. Um, you can put on events like webinars. That's also a good way to get emails of people that are actually interested in talking to you. Um, and I think finally, like clean your list clean your list because there's going to be if there's people on there where like your emails bounce constantly um or they report them as spam which you really don't want but does happen um or they just don't engage right they haven't opened the last 10 emails like just clean them off your off your list i think there's a fear there that like oh no i need as big a list as possible because i need to send you know people need to buy my stuff you actually only want people that are engaging right so yeah, clean your list and that's how you kind of get the leads that you want. Yeah, 
That's mm-hmm. great advice with the, the cleaning. Yeah, clean your list as a writer downer for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. I do think there's uh, oftentimes that fear of like, oh, well, if I, my list is shrinking then. But ultimately, you know, would you rather have a list of, you know, let's use easy numbers, a thousand mm-hmm. really strong fit, you know, people where mm-hmm. you get really great click click through rates and then your deliverability is great and people aren't reporting you as spam and people aren't unsubscribing <laughs> or would you rather be pestering a list of 50,000 people mm-hmm. um you know what i mean uh that yeah. are never going to buy from you anyways because yeah. it's just some junk list that you've you know purchased or something like that yeah <laughs> and that's why like i kind of like i i um, shifted my mindset when i ran a business previously is like if people unsubscribed, so I used to run a gym and like, uh, you know, I had an email list of people there as well. Um, and I used to celebrate when people unsubscribed because I'd be like, yes, all right. So they're not interested in what I have to offer, but the people left will be right. So like, don't worry about unsubscribes. It's actually a good thing. Yeah. They're self-selecting. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah, a great mindset. Exactly. <clears throat> um, so we're talking about lists. Let's pivot a bit into personalization because I think um, of course, when you're talking email, you're you're going to have one big master list, sure, but you're going to mm. have more lists than that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's talk about personalizing email messages. Let's talk a little bit about um, segmentation. How can you personalize your messages to resonate with your target audience and ultimately increase your conversion rates? Yeah, so touched on it earlier about like like segmenting your lists um so once you have those kind of like you might have more than one icp right right um and you also might have um people at different stages in the buyer journey um there's there's any number of ways that you can personalize by segmenting um so start with segment like um, segmentation um and then i think like another good thing to try is um i actually heard this at inbound there's a great talk I can't remember the guy's name, but we should put it in afterwards if, if I do remember it. Uh, but he said, like, tell people who they are in the subject line. So it's like, um, I'm really into watching The Office again at the moment, the, <laughs> the, the, the US office, right? So like, say, I don't know, say you're uh, an online paper company. Um, <laughs> and it's like, right. So your subject line could be like, here's what every CMO in the paper industry needs to know. So what you what what you're doing there is you're creating a bit of excitement, but you're really personalizing it because you're saying you're saying you know someone who is a CMO that it that might be your that your ideal client profile. You're saying this is for you. This email's for you, right? Right. Um, and then you can then use the 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 preview text to kind of like double down on that and like get some interest. So maybe I don't know. Say like why Michael Scott was a great salesman. Or something. Do you know what I mean? Like that. That to me, I, I would want to read that email because <laughs> I'd want to know why Michael Scott was a great salesman. Because I think he was, he was just a terrible manager. But <laughs> <laughs> different yeah. skill sets. Different skill sets. Also, exactly, I yeah. love that you are the only person uh, that I've ever heard feel the need to clarify that you're talking about the U.S. version of The Office. Then yes, because you're British. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and both have their merits, by the way. The the, the English one is hilarious, but there was only right, two seasons of that. So. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so think about like you know telling telling your audience who they are, um, and then tailoring content. It's, it's it's all about tailoring the content then to that person, right? So you can you can do things like um, 
behavioral tracking, for example, like how does someone uh, behave on your website? What things do they click? Like what lead magnets have they downloaded? Um, you know, what webinars have they attended? What blog posts do they read? Um, stuff like that. We dig into the analytics and then you can serve up content based on like past engagement, right? Um, uh, that's a good way to do things. And then A-B tests. A-B testing. Um, <laughs> it's your friend. You can, you know, you can, you can A-B test um, subject lines, design, CTAs. Um, you don't need to rely on one sequence for all of your leads. Split things up, you know, try try one test on one segment and another on another segment. It's just emails, right? Like, you know, they either work or they don't. You can try again. Um, so, yeah, um, I think that's everything I would do in terms of personalization. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are some okay. great tips. Um, I hope let's so. <laughs> pivot into kind of a little more uh, vaguely more technical um, deliverability, okay. right? Email mm. deliverability, it's critical um, in the success of any email campaign. Yep. What are some essential steps that B2B marketers should be taking to bump up those deliverability rates and avoid the dreaded spam filter? <laughs> mm. Yeah, so um, you need to like build build trust and reputation, right? So like you've got to make sure, for example, your IP address, like maintaining the integrity of your IP address. Um, think about your email server. So a lot of the time, if you're sending stuff from like, I don't know Gmail. It might that might pose a problem. Whereas if you like sign up with like a like a Mailchimp or HubSpot, you know, if you've got it's coming through your CRM, they're going to have like email servers that are legit, right? Um, so it shouldn't be hard for you to kind of maintain the the, the trust there. Um, and then I think grow your list organically. Like if you're buying if you're buying a list. You don't know what you're getting, right? You don't know what the quality of the leads are. Um, they could be from, uh, they, they could be old leads and stuff like that. Like they're out of date, and maybe they've changed their email address and stuff. So you're going to get those kind of like bounces and uh, unsubscribes. Um, so yeah, uh, remove unengaged contact uh, contacts. Don't be spammy. Like if you're spammy in subject lines, you know things like uh, talking about Michael Scott was he? <laughs> I think he's one of like. He got the emails from lots of Nigerian princes and oh. gave them money, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. quintessential email scan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, the Nigerian prince really needed his help. Uh, so, like things like you know, open open immediately to claim your thousand dollar prize, like stuff like that, is spammy, right? People, yeah. people are kind of attuned to that now, um, and search engines and servers are attuned to it as well. So you might struggle with deliverability there. Um, and then finally, I think I make it easy to unsubscribe. I can't tell you how annoying it is if I can't see the unsubscribe button. And some emails they have it like really tiny. Oh yeah. And it's like in like and they'll they'll, they'll have a a black background and like grey writing on the unsubscribe, and yeah, you can't see it all right? the way below the footer. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think it's really cool for people to have the unsubscribe button at the top. Because I think it makes it easy for people to to go right, which which is you know you should want that for people. Um, and also, there was one unsubscribe button I, I clicked, and I had to sign into my account to unsubscribe. Oh yeah, that's wild. <laughs> like, don't do that. 
<laughs> You're just holding people hostage at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. I couldn't remember my because I couldn't remember my login details. <laughs> so you really are this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just make it easy for people to unsubscribe. Yeah. Let them yeah. remove themselves if they're not going to buy from you anyways, right? Exactly. Um, so you mentioned subject lines a little bit. We've talked about them kind of tangentially a few times, but they are such mm. a critical part of any email campaign. Um, obviously, they're, I kind of think of the, the subject line as, uh, you know, get, getting past the bouncer, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. If the if you can't get through that door, you're you're really it doesn't matter how great the rest of the email is because um, yeah. no one's gonna see it. Um, yeah. So subject lines are crucial to your open rights. What are some tips for crafting attention grabbing subject lines that aren't spammy? Uh, you mm. know, as as we kind of touched on a little bit before. What are your tips there? Yeah. Um, first off, don't use all caps. <laughs> I think that looks really spammy. Uh, don't use lots of exclamation mark exclamation marks. I think that also looks really spammy. Um, don't like overhyped numbers and, and and things like that. That that would put me off. Um, and then the good things to do like emails that catch my attention have my name in the subject. I don't know if that's like the same for you, but like it just feels personal. It feels like I'm being oh, this is for me. Right. Um, you know, I think when you see your name, it grabs your attention more than anything, right? Um, even if you're just curious as to why they're using your name. Um, and then I think things like, so like I said earlier, where you put like the the title in the in the subject line, right? Like, oh, this is for CMOs, you know, like, um, I think we all want to be aspirational. Like we, we, we want to level up, right? So like, it could be things like, what if, you know, calling CMOs, uh what if you could double your lead conversion rates like i'd want to know how to double my lead conversion rates as a cmo yeah and then like in the i spoke about this earlier as well but in the preview text um plus how x client did exactly that using this framework like that's now for me that's an email that i want to read right because right. the subject line talk to me as a cmo i'm not a cmo but if I was <laughs> it talks to me. <laughs> Just own it. You're you're the CMO in this yeah. example, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it talks to me as a CMO, and then it, it it highlighted a pain point or a challenge for me, which is I want to double my lead conversion rates, and then the preview text is going to tell me exactly how someone else that we that is like me did it, and and use the framework because people love frameworks. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that's I think that's a good way to to um, write, write subject lines. Um, one, another thing from inbound was, um, which is really interesting, is that apparently they, they did this test where they like, they sent 7 billion emails over a period of years, right? And these are the, like some of the stats they got from it. And one of them was that people don't like or tune out when they see zeros and fives. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like, it's like let's say you want to get 10% more well, let's say it was like a, how this company got 10% more leads. They're more People are more likely to read it if it says 17% more leads. Right. Because they find the number more interesting and it, and it looks more real. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing you could try. That is interesting. And you know what? I remember, um, I can't recall the, the title of the study, uh, but there has been studies that uh, giving that specific number is just more uh, effective 
in yeah attention grabbing i think it's attention grabbing but i think it's because it kind of breaks the script right so the the mm. automatic script is to say no uh, but yeah in this study that that i'm referencing what it was was actually people asking for change for the bus and when they asked for 50 cents a dollar mm. the no rates were way higher than when they asked for you know 53 cents right something very yeah. specific um, yeah. because it just takes people back, I think, for a moment and go, oh, wait, that's very specific. Hold on. You know, let me let me actually consider this instead of just reflexively yeah. saying no. Yeah. Um, I think that's really great insights there. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I know the it, per the title, we're talking about lead gen here, but email marketing is also really impactful through lead nurturing. Um, mm-hmm. Can we talk about lead nurturing just, just for a, a moment here? So, you know, how can B2B marketers use email marketing to really build that trust and mm-hmm. nurture their leads, build those relationships. Yeah, I think from a, from a high level, you want to look at like the um, the buyer journey again. So if you think like you've got um, awareness and then you know engage um, and then kind of delight at at the end, right? So in the awareness stage, like you're trying to bring people to to more of your content. So I think like once they've signed up to, to to your email address, it's like okay, what else can I give them now that's that's of value, that's going to nurture them along the buyer journey a bit, right? So it might be something like um, you could offer a series of educational emails, um, like focused on like addressing common pain points for your for for your target ICP, um, and you can do it as a series, you know, and like just say this is email one of one of six, um, you know, because that kind of then gets their attention and and they, they if the first email is really good they'll want to move on to the second email right um and then things like uh when you want to talk about engagement you have the email address so they want to be marketed to right so now you can start thinking of things like webinars demos uh free trials um testimonials case studies all that kind of stuff that you, that you can share with them that nurtures them and um gets them to around to your way of thinking and shows them how you can solve their problems. That's, I think, how you can like nurture people through email. Um, I think case studies and testimonials is a big one. Um, and then for like onboarding is another great way to use uh, email for lead nurturing. Um, so if, if they sign up to a free trial, for example, you're, they're still not really a customer. Um, so you can provide a really great onboard onboarding experience that nurtures them through that um and then hopefully they'll ascend to paid um so stuff like that i think um offers you know exclusive offers discounts stuff like that is good uh what else you can drive people to your social media through email that's another good way to nurture there's i mean there's there's so many ways It, it it depends on your buyers and you know where they are in a journey and what you actually want them to do right like be really clear of what you want them to do right are you just trying to get them to spend a little more time on brand in which case mm. let's direct them to blog posts and resources and things like that um or you know to your point with the with the free trial i think that's a really great um example with the onboarding for that because you know how many times have you signed up for a free trial of something just because you had a passing curiosity in it right mm-hmm. and then you never really dug into what it could do and you just kind of let it expire and then you never revisited it right yeah. versus if you'd gotten a lot of resources to show you what the tool can do and 
felt very onboarded and could see the yep. benefits of it and experience them, then it becomes, you know, kind of irresistible. You want to, you want to re-up yeah. and uh, actually subscribe. So I think that's, that, that's a really great uh, specific example um, yeah, that people cool. can, can really use. Okay. So, you know, we touched on deliverability. We touched on open rates. We touched on a few of those uh, kind of numbers. Uh, but yeah. let's talk metrics a little more broadly to wrap up um, this episode. Mm -hmm. What are some of the important metrics that B2B marketers should be monitoring so that they can see how their email campaigns are faring? <laughs> yeah. So as, as always, it depends on the uh, campaign that you're running, obviously. And, you know, um, again, where people are in the journey, the, the the buyer journey, what you want them to do. Um, but I think some of the, the common ones, are obviously, like open rates, you know, you want to know how many people are opening your emails. Um, and if it's not the number that you want. Um, and I think like something like, I think it varies by, by industry, but you want something over 20% probably, I think is a like a ballpark figure, right? Um, and if you and it, if it's less than that, and then say that you set that benchmark, if it is less than that, why is it less than that? And how can you improve that? So things like A-B testing subject lines is a is a great way to do that. Um, Click-through rates. So like if like if you're not selling something, but you want them to click on something else um, that takes them through to a form or a landing page um, of some kind or an, another blog post, are people clicking it? You know, you can track that stuff. Um, and if they're not clicking it, I wonder why are you talking to the wrong person or is your is your stuff just not enticing enough um and just on that as well quick thing is if you are sending people to landing pages from emails make sure they're congruent like the design is the same um and it goes through to the right landing page and through to the right offer and all that kind of stuff yeah don't leave them wondering whether they clicked the wrong link and yeah, it's exactly, worth noting yeah. for for click-through rates that i mean uh, a number that objectively seems small can actually be quite good for a click-through rate. Mm. Like I think the industry average is like 3% is a good yeah. uh, CTR. So, um, you know, we're not looking for that 17 to I think 25% or whatever that's for the open rates. If, you're, yeah. if your click-through rate is 2%, maybe don't panic. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When I think that comes down to, you know, defining your key performance indicators for, for, for your company, for your business and for your, you know, um, your ideal clients, like, you have to set those benchmarks yourself um, and you can do it against against industry benchmarks, but it might be different for your company. So just have, but make sure that you have the number in mind that you want, you know? Um, then I think like things like bounce rates, you want to track. Um, why are they bouncing? Like, is it due to bad addresses? Um, is it due to server? You know, you need to figure that stuff out. And then finally, the lead, lead, to, lead to opportunity, excuse me, is like the, is one to really track, right? Like, are you know, how many sales opportunities are you creating from email? Like, you you want to know that if you're running email campaigns, right? Um, you know, and even if it's like, you might be sending people to a guide, um, are they clicking through to that guide? Stuff like that. So just, yeah, I think open rates, click through rates, bounce rates, and lead to sales would be the four that I myself focus on. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's, I think, a great place to wrap this up. So thank you, Sean, so much for joining me in this conversation. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we've given some great actionable tips and tricks uh, to our listeners here. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 
And uh, please be sure to take the time to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast application. It really helps, um, you know, boost us and get us out to it's just more listeners uh, and grow our little community here. So uh, until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.